0: hey guys welcome to bang broadcast episode number 518
1: i'm chris i'm john and i'm paul and we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways the first being the week geek bringing you the top geek stories of the past week next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out march 29th ninth, 23
0: and then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's time for our March 2023 look back. We're going to be talking about some of the new comic books that we picked up for this month.
1: Yeah. But as always, we start the show with a drink. And Paul, what are you drinking?
2: Uh Right now, uh, I am drinking from Saranac, which is uh, a member of the Finn's Brewing Company. Uh yeah, yeah, so it says right here. Um, or the mats. The mats. Mats brewing. The mats.
0: Oh, they dropped the mats
2: fin? Brewing.
1: I guess no. so. Oh, oh, oh. The FX okay, mats.
0: Fin- so it was always fin- mats, but it was fin and
1: mats. and um. mats is that southern tier, though.
0: Mm.
2: This is the
1: FX mat or the 5X. I can't
2: really tell yes. on the bottle cap. And I if, putting it up to the camera did nothing because you can't see it, listener. Uh, but yeah, the the Matt Brewing Company, and this is their uh Saranac 1888 root beer, world famous handcrafted soft drinks from FX Matt. Oh, it says right there, FX Matt Brewing Company, Utica, New York. Um, uh, decent decent root beer. The uh, zero ABV alcohol by volume. Um, uh, serving size is one bottle. I 180, 180 calories. I love a good root beer. It's nice. It's it's got a light lighter flavor to it. It doesn't have that bite, you know, like Barks has bite. It does have that root beer spice kind of thing to it, but it's all right. It's decent. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was my favorite of the root beers. Mm, what is your favorite root beer? You know what I I think I I, I always go back to uh oh man I can't even. What? Oh, Mug? I can almost picture it. Birch? No. A and W. Not A and W. It comes in the glass bottles, just like the Saranac, and
1: oh, the everything comes in I, four pack. IBE or whatever it's called.
2: Yeah, the IBE, not the IBS. It's that that makes me feel yeah. good. I, IBC, IBC root beer. Oh That is good. I haven't had
0: that in a long time.
2: But yeah, I haven't seen it in so long that I'm not even sure. Maybe it would taste exactly like this. And I'm like, just like nostalgia is just playing such a big role in my mind that I think I would like it better.
0: But John, your favorite root beer? Uh,
1: I like the Johnny Rockets. Mm. That's
2: a good one.
0: I don't think I've ever had that one. Is that like a legit like you can go get it in bottles of cans?
2: Or do you have when you say you Johnny to, Rockets? Like, Johnny Ryan's or Johnny, R- Johnny Rock Sorry, Johnny Ryan's. Oh, okay. Johnny Ryan's from Niagara Falls.
0: Ah. Uh, I am partial to a Barks, as Paul said before, because it has the bite. I do like Mm -hmm. that that kick of spice. Uh, But I will say, after I moved to Florida, I went to an A&W for the first time because they have one here at the mall that I worked at. And an actual from the Fountain A&W root beer is amazing. Like, it's so good. Um, Yeah. I don't know why they just can't make the root beer that good all the time. You know, they got to, just
2: increase that root beer button. Well, because they 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 say it from it's the like
0: the like made with the cane sugar, which is the same thing that they have, like with the Mexican Coke and things like that, like which it's just a better soda. Like, I don't know why more companies don't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, John, what are you drinking? You're holding your can. I can see I am... it in your hand. You can. Uh, I am drinking from Allagash. Their Hop Reach IPA, this is a new IPA from them, and this is 6.8%, and this is a nice tropical hop to it with a really nice bitter bite on the back, really well-balanced, a little bit of that kind of florally notes to it. Um, I love this beer. I had one of these a um, couple days ago, and I was like, damn, I can't wait to drink this again, mm-hmm. and I got to save my other can for the podcast. Um, but yeah, re- really good. Uh, really, really like it. Paul, I think, be on the lookout for this. I think you'd really like it, Paul. And Chris, you too. I, I imagine you can get Allagash.
0: Um, I can get Allagash White here, so I'm, I'll am i check next time I go to my beer store, which might be a, a few days, because... I'm stocked up for my next two days off uh, with my recent beer trip that
2: I had made today for this very show.
1: Mm.
2: I do like Alagash White. So, Chris, what are you drinking? You just gonna, say, You're gonna
0: throw it to me? You gotta, I can't just yeah. start talking about it. got no, I, I thought you took it over.
2: Chris, I thought
1: you did a whole thing.
0: That was just me following up with
1: you. And then you made like a pause motion. <laughs> did I? Yeah. Yeah. You went like this. So like I wasn't pause. sure if you That's why I stopped. No, talking. that was pointing to
0: myself, saying like, me, oh.
1: Me. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I said, me. And then uh, I said, Chris, me. what are you drinking? You. This is pause.
0: Chris, what me are you though. drinking? I, <laughs> um, all, this talk <laughs> about, all this talk about soda pops is making me thirsty, and I have the perfect beer for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to do that line. Well, get there. Back off, man. (laughs) Um, Something that I love, I don't drink a lot of sodas. But if I ever see a new style of Mountain Dew come out, I usually have to try those just because I'm always interested just to see what it's going to be. Uh, Same thing with Doritos. Whenever there's a new flavor of Doritos, I got to get at least one bag. Nothing's going to ever unseat the champion, which is obviously cool ranch. But I still want to see what else is there. Paul, you made a face. Don't. Nothing's come better on. than cool,
2: cool Ranch is not the best. It's just it nacho. It's just no. Nacho. The nacho
0: ones are not that great. The spicy nacho are good. The regular nacho cheese ones, those are the ones that live in like the sampler box, like the variety pack. Oh. When I pick out everything else for lunches,
2: I See, digress. Cool Ranch. Though. Okay, I think Cool, cool. Ranch is just. I, I think I overdid it on Cool Ranch, and it's taken me a while to come back to it. You no, know, I just had too much cool ranch in my life.
1: The one thing I, the, the nacho, like the a nacho, problem to me. The nacho. I was, visited
2: a hidden valley, and down in that hidden valley it was a cool ranch, and I was in too deep, and I had to climb you up. a
0: big tomato It was in the sand. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that's in the Jesus Ranch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, go ahead. Uh, the nacho cheese ones, every time I have them, which is rarely, I, I go, oh, that's pretty good. But then I just never go back to them because Chris is right. It's Cool Ranch. It's Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. But again, I digress. Uh,
0: This past week, my local favorite, Sideward Brewing, had their fourth anniversary party, their Sideward Sabbath. And with that celebration, they released three of their... Kind of like fan favorite beers, and this is the NAR series. NAR spelled G N A R, like gnarly, because the can art has a little skateboarding uh, grim, hipster grim reaper. grim reaper on it, who's hold, holding a bottle of uh, what is that? Is Mountain that a Dew? fluorescent that orange or fluorescent green soda? I'm sorry, I paused it for I a second. Because uh, this is their Mountain Dew inspired Florida ice, and that kind of got me thinking. Well, what is a florida weiss because it's a berliner weiss style of beer but uh florida weiss is actually different because it's not done with adding syrups to like a base berliner they actually incorporate the fruit into the brewing process for it so fun little fact but yeah this is a mountain dew beer uh this was one of the first beers i had from sideward every year when they do release it it's always one of my favorites to get because i'm like yeah this is Mountain Dew beer. Like, this is fantastic. And I think this is better than the actual hard Mountain Dew that you can go get in, like, that 12-pack of cans. Um, Absolutely love it. If you're down here in Orlando this time of year, they usually release it, like, spring to summer. Uh, Definitely worth grabbing because, man, it's it's a lot of fun.
2: Sounds like fun. Fun. It is. And it's John really got nice. up
0: to leave because I don't know if he's grabbing his next beer or what. Yeah,
2: I don't but know. I
0: think it's going to head us into the main topic.
2: I think... Wait, the main topic? I hope nope. not. It's the Week in Geek. <coughs> yeah, the Week in Geek. Come on. All the top geek stories the past week that you guys brought to the table. Like the video clip of the Jill sandwich because I'm scrolling up to see what news topic <laughs> it is. I thought that we were talking I I think the biggest news is definitely the Ike uh, Perlmutter uh, ousting over at.
0: Yeah, so um, this is kind of
1: kind of a surprise, uh,
0: because Ike Perlmutter was the head of Marvel Studios for years, and he actually wanted to fire Kevin Feige, like the executive producer, the person that has spearheaded the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Ike Perlmutter was the genius mind behind such fan favorites as Inhumans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he wanted Kevin Feige let go. He wasn't someone that thought movies like Black Panther or Captain Marvel would perform because they'd be catering to people that don't go to see the superhero movies. Uh, And as soon as disney ceo at the time and at now times again uh, bob Iger heard that he was trying to get rid of kevin feige bob Iger basically created a new division of the company put kevin feige in charge of it where kevin feige now answered to alan horn the president of live action entertainment he was no longer beholden to ike perlmutter who was the head of marvel uh so I am not surprised that they are letting him go. But also I'm surprised anybody remember he exists in the company because he seems to be the head of a division <clears throat> that nobody really cares about outside of, like, comic books. And I don't think he has a lot of say or anything to do with that because TV's not really a thing anymore. So I don't know necessarily what they're doing, which is probably why it was okay with uh, Disney laying him off because, hey – they're cutting all those jobs. Might as well get rid of this guy, who's already Dude, a billionaire. Was 80. Yeah, he's 80 and a billionaire. <laughs> he doesn't need to be working
1: anymore. Yeah, and I mean, those. the thing is, is that was probably just a lot of money going to him for nothing. Yeah. Because they haven't well, had... For making bad business decisions. <laughs> but they haven't had a, like a Marvel show that wasn't Feige touched through his stuff for at least... Three four years, unless he had something to do with like cartoon stuff, but even then, I can't imagine he'd be the person who is progressive enough behind like Spidey and his friends. No, like, right. so it's it's odd to me that he was even still around. I thought he was gone years ago. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so, you learn new yeah. things every single day.
1: Yeah, that's odd. Uh, but yeah. Couldn't happen to no a better guy. But this is the thing, like
2: with the merging of Fox and the finalization of the merging with Fox, we thought we I thought I would have heard about a lot more layoffs. And now, you know, they Disney announced there's going to be what, seven thousand layoffs coming. Yeah, seven thousand. But
0: it's mostly gonna be in other branches of the company, not from like like the grunts, like not people in the theme parks. They're probably looking to cut overhead. In like the studios and production that is making a lot of money because they just they've been there for a while and they make a lot of money, Um, which, you know, never want to celebrate someone losing their job. But at the same time, at least it's not people that
2: are going to suffer from
0: losing their job.
2: It's Hollywood people that have talks back. Not so much like losing a job either. Sometimes it's like the layoffs come with a, a, you know, like by attrition, like, hey, we are now laying off this position. Like, there might be a job opening that they were going to fill that they're no longer going to fill from somebody retiring or, you know, being promoted. And they're like, you know what? We've gone two years without filling this position. It is now, there is that position's not.
0: They did that not too long ago, too, by like laying off, just not filling vacancies
2: mm-hmm. pretty much yeah or like hey we're going to let you retire and we're not going to hire somebody to take that position like a lot of times these these huge numbers it yes it, it is impactful and you know anybody losing their job isn't great like we don't want to see that happen except for apparently like Perlmutter who's 80 didn't need to be working anyways and was being stupid by trying to fire Kevin Foggy. but uh no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes.
0: It's not, not all Gloom and Doom from Disney, though, because we got a new trailer for the movie Elemental coming out in June, which I believe is actually on the bracket, so this might be something to watch, guys.
1: Mm. Is it on the bracket?
0: I didn't put no. it on the bracket. No, Never. it's not on the bracket. God, this bracket has so much stuff on it, it's hard to remember what's it is. it that
1: the movie there. you had to take off because Paul made you put Fast X on it?
0: No, I took off... Um,
2: I made him put Fast X and also Mission Impossible Dead, Rising. Uh, Dead Reckoning.
0: Oh, What did, what came off? Uh, Haunted Mansion, I believe, came off okay. for one of oh, them. That. Elemental might have been for one of the other ones.
2: Elemental is on there. It's, is it? uh, is number it? 13, it's number 13 on the bracket under movies. I don't remember it. On your list of movies on the first oh, tab? Oh,
0: it's not on the actual bracket, though.
2: Okay, so it did fall off. Okay. Yeah, well, you know,
0: Cinderella oh no, it's on story. there. Here we are. It is on there. But <clears throat> <It clears throat> up against Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: But talking about bracket, we do have some numbers to go over, right? We have a a movie that's that's won its first uh, showing, right? Did you guys talk about that when I walked in? No, the beer, we did or no? not. Oh, no. You both looked at me like I was like talking nonsense. Well, because we were going to talk
2: about the Elemental trailer. Then we got sidetracked with the, talking about the bracket, and then we never talked about yeah. the Elemental Trailer. But is that your thoughts on the Elemental Trailer, John, that we should just go right into the bracket?
0: You said this to us. That's why I was
1: like, oh, maybe I, John wants to talk about this. I, do, I knew this would be something that Chris would be interested in. That's why I sent it. Uh, It looks like a Pixar movie.
0: It looks um, like one of the better Pixar movies, though, like... I didn't get, like, that feeling from the first, like, teaser trailer because that was just Mm -hmm. almost, like, proof of concept. Like, oh, this is what we're looking to do with this animation style, which was cool. Uh, This one, definitely a lot more character focus And the art style, or animation style, I guess, like,
1: looks really cool. This looks like one of the ones that I watched the trailer and I go, I probably wouldn't like that. Much like Zootopia. And then... Funny you bring up Zootopia because... And then I go, uh, well, I end up watching it, and I'm like, oh, is great. Mm-hmm.
0: This reminds me a lot of Zootopia, and I was like, huh, Me too, that's I why I brought up like Zootopia. Zootopia. I was going to say Zootopia is one of the better recent Disney movies, but I think that movie came out in, like, 2016, so it's not even recent anymore at this point. Um looks really good. I don't. I don't think this changes my bracket at all, because I had... First of all, I didn't remember it was even on the bracket, uh, but I had Guardians 3 going past it. And after seeing it actually was on the bracket, I remember like, oh, I gave it to Guardians because it's the end of the Guardian saga, James Gunn's last movie. Also, Pixars kind of burnt people like with their last few releases. Like, I don't know if it has
2: like the prestige that it
0: used to have.
2: Did they... Burn themselves or d- did them just getting sent and shuffled off to Disney Plus. Burn them, because everybody's like, oh well, the Pixar movies are the free ones on Disney Plus, so I'll just wait for them to be on Disney Plus.
0: I mean, Soul was Soul free, or was that one of the ones that you had to buy? Soul was free. Soul was free. Okay, uh, sorry, I, I couldn't remember. I think that was the only one yeah. that came out like straight to streaming, though, because I and think and then also Luca, uh, the. Luca. Oh, crap. Okay.
1: And in Encanto? In in, in no,
0: Encanto was a Disney one, but was
1: Turning Red? Turning, turning red, red Red
0: one. Okay, wow. Pretty, crap, okay.
1: We've
0: different. kind of hit the point now where the Disney stuff and the Pixar things are kind of like weaving together now. Like, quality-wise. I, and I mean that in a good way because they're both, like, on par with each other. Wow, okay, yeah. Maybe...
2: Yeah, and then the well, yeah, they finally got a movie release and then or the, the the theatrical that release with Lightyear. About. But I was interested in seeing it, but I'm like, ah, i miss opening weekend. It'll be like two weeks from now. It'll be on Disney Plus And like two weeks. It, it seemed like a blink of the eye, and it was on Disney
1: Plus already. So I was like, oh well. And it wasn't. It, it was a mess. Like I, 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 I don't know. That. I don't know what it was supposed to be. Like I know what it was supposed to be, but watching it, I was like, I don't, I don't get this. Um, strange, uh, strange worlds too was, was that Disney? Yeah, that That's was Disney. Disney. That also was kind of a letdown. I and
0: mean, yeah, that I one I still haven't seen yet. I still haven't watched
2: uh, Lightyear either, too.
1: Yeah. I honestly, I don't think either one. Who's the main voice actor in Strange World? Uh, Jared Leto. No, the guy who played... really? No. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: I always get the two of them mixed up. I don't know why. And Dennis
1: Quaid plays his father. Oh, Dennis Quaid's great. Not Randy Quaid? No, Randy Quaid is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. He was found squatting in his own Hollywood home. Like... (laughs) What? I don't know. I don't know that story. He j- he, he just really walks around like that. a crap now.
0: That's why everyone's like, oh, it's crazy. Crazy?
2: I was waiting in line in uh Tales of the for Little Mermaid at the Disney, the you know, okay. at Disney World. Waiting in line. Uh, I didn't what know where it? this Tales, was going. Still
1: kind of Journey of the but, <laughs> so.
2: Tales, of, Tales of the Little Mermaid, what's the what's the ride in, in Magic Kingdom that's the the Little Mermaid ride? Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Ride. Yeah, something like that. No, it is that and we're there, and Kate and I, you know, because we see the <laughs> crab, so Kate and I kind of go like this. And the kid behind us in line then starts like walking sideways, and then like the a little kid bumps into Kate, and the parents go, "Oh, I'm sorry." He's practice. He's like walking like a crab, and I'm like, "Where's your pinchers, kid? Where's your pinchers? Can't just be walking side sideways and not do the pinchers <laughs> if you're being a crab." They go hand, with well, claw on claw. Like, you gotta... Yeah. You gotta do
0: it. But yes, John, we do have what? a movie to talk about. Because <laughs> this week, or last <laughs> weekend, we did have... What? What? What,
1: what the hell was that? <laughs> We're talking about crabs.
0: Randy Quaid walks like a crab now. <laughs> a crab. That's how they and, found him squatting.
2: And I hope he, wa- I hope he doesn't walk... Right. Not like that dumb kid in line for Ariel's undersea adventure.
0: You can't just stand up and do the crab walk. You got to squat to do it. That's
2: That's just simple. So, John Wick 4. <laughs> John Wick wants to remind you to be nice to all pets. If so if you have a if somebody has so a, a pet. So, I haven't seen any nice of the it.
0: John Wick movies. Is he still mad about the pet thing? No. Yeah. Okay.
2: What? Well, in my head, Canning Indeed always angry about the dog. He should always be angry about the dog. Okay, but John says no. John, what is it about John Wick that brings people to the movie theater? Action!
1: Uh, I saw that movie, I saw John Wick 4 over the weekend in a packed theater, and everybody was having a great time. <laughs> There are scenes where everyone was going, whoa, oh, get him. Like, everybody was on the same page having the same great time in John Wick. And it's the just over-the-top violence in action. And over-the-top violence
2: in action will let you open up in 3,855 theaters. And gross, over – or, well, not – yeah, gross – Seven thousand or seventy-three point eight million dollars. So that is a big opening number, uh weekend number. It's a, it's the largest in the John Wick film franchise so far. So that's a that's a pretty big win. It took number one at the box office this weekend.
0: Yeah, and it was definitely enough to beat Shazam: Fury of the Gods thirty point one million dollars, which is what it was up against. Um Kind of early, but our first. Match up our first defeat of the bracket. So this is going to be sending uh, John Wick chapter four up against whatever wins Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse or Renfield, which is opening this weekend. Mm. So Uh, stay tuned for that.
1: I, uh, I definitely have to say, like, I can see people going back and continuing to see John Wick because talking to the guys at work about it, who all saw it. It was those things like the one guy said that he was going to go like on Thursday night. And I was like, I would totally go see it again. Like I it's three hours long, but it's like if I could scrape away that time to be away from home. Yeah, I'd go see it again.
2: Uh, People did not go back to the theater to see uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. It looks like it dropped over 69 percent weekend over weekend. It only brought in 90.3 million during its second weekend. So
0: I, I talked about wanting to see Shazam. Shazam is actually what I picked to go ahead over John Wick, and we had actually said like, oh, like, go see Shazam. Like we were both like, yeah, we like the first one. Like let's go see it. Uh, but then I got sick that weekend, as you can tell, dear listener. I'm still like, semi recovering from it. Uh, so we just didn't go. But now it's been out for a week. weekend. At the point, where it's like. We'll be on HBO Max sometime soon. Like, I don't need to go. I'd
2: rather see any of the other movies coming up soon. Damn. All the other movies, including Elemental, which we talked about. Yeah, see, it all comes back. Uh,
0: I don't have interesting segue for this, but John, you sent us a news story about a thing that could be happening.
1: Yeah, um, so a one of these Wall Street people has been putting it out there oh, that
0: Wall Street people. These Wall Street people.
1: There's in the article there's a name and everything, but um oh, she's they're, they're names. It they was Jill names. Sandwich. Jill Sandwich. <laughs> oh. Uh she um <clears throat> she's put it out there that uh Heineken is possi- possibly looking into purchasing Boston Beer Company. Um uh, mainly for their nationwide distribution and also to get into Boss Beer Company owns Twisted Tea and Truly Hard Seltzers. Um, Heineken and their vast portfolio that they do have don't really have a big tea or um, hard seltzer. Flavored so, malt beverage? What is the thing? Flavored malt beverage? Flavored malt beverages. Yeah. FM, FMBs wine wine coolers, quote-unquote. Um, <clears throat> so they are looking into, possibly if they bought this, they'd get a big nationwide beer co- company. They get a second nationwide beer company with Dogfish Head and um, distillery with Dogfish Head. And then they'd also get the Twisted Tea, um, Truly, Truly, which now has a Uh, vodka line um, and going to be having a hard vodka soda line like and craft cocktails like they'd be getting a huge a a pretty big market share on some high high high-end kind of um, items if they were to buy this Um, but it would all turn out if Jim Cook who owns the controlling shares uh, of Boston Beer Company would sell it to Heineken. So it's interesting. Even if the board wanted to do it, Cook owns enough of Sam Adams that, uh, he could, he could say no, but he's getting old. Like he's going to be wanting to retire soon. It would probably be smart for him to, to let it go. I, yeah, he's
2: 73 years
1: old. So,
2: time, and, time uh, to go. and Billy, I'm just looked him up on, uh, and Google says his net worth is one point five billion dollars according to Forbes in two thousand
0: three. So uh, I'm I'm not too proud to say it. I like a twisted tea every now and then. Like it's That's, not a bad like gas station, like hey, two dollars for a tall boy can buy. Like it's it's yeah. fine. Like hot summer a, day, baby. Hot summer day in like a gas station roller dog, like yeah, that could be lunch. I don't so think I've ever had a truly. With that
2: roller
1: dog?
0: A root beer. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a truly, so I can't speak to that. I think I've seen them out and about. I recognize the name, but I can't tell you the last time I had a Heineken. I don't last know. time I
1: had a Heineken, I was in ne- the Netherlands.
0: Does Heineken
1: grow? I like, brew- have one when I'm here.
0: Do, do they brew anything else? Like, is there like a satellite brewery that they also put out something like a like a Killian's or something um, like that
1: kind of? They owned uh, they own Newcastle. OK, uh, they own um, a They They own Lagunitas. OK, yeah.
0: I, OK, I like all those. So I do like I do like Newcastle a lot. It's really
1: good. Uh, They, they stopped making it. Did they Lagunitas was brewing it for them. They gave them they gave Lagunitas the brand to be like update this and make it uh worthwhile for us to keep making it and nobody cares about Newcastle anymore. Oh, also New, uh... Newcastle has like been bought and sold like 9 times. Like everyone keeps going, "Oh, Newcastle is an investment. People love that beer." And then shortly after go, "We need to sell this brand." Mm.
0: Oh, I gotta see who's making Newcastle now because I do like it.
1: It's still owned by it's still owned by them, but Lagunitas, I believe, is no longer brewing it for the Heineken company. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. I
0: learned so much talking about beers on a podcast. <laughs> wow. Are we ready to talk about more beers on a podcast, or uh, do you want to talk about some comic books on our comic book podcast?
1: Uh, I well, I mean to go along with our topic, I'm drinking a new beer from Dogfish Head Comic or uh, uh, Dogfish Dogfish Head Comics, mm. mm. uh, and I'm drinking their Citrus Squall. This is a double golden ale uh, brewed with grapefruit juice and blue agave nectar, coming in at eight percent. Uh and it's perfect storm of infusion, a double a double golden ale with grapefruit juice, lime peel, blue agave. Their goal here and what they've been advertising is mixing like uh what's the cocktail Paul, uh palmel palmalo? Uh paloma. Yeah, paloma. Thank you. Paloma. Uh so they're mixing a, that with a golden ale. Um This is nice. I can see this being very nice on a really hot day. Um, But sitting in my basement in a leather chair, uh, it is okay. It's at 8%, you kind of feel the alcohol on it where I don't really like this grapefruit and everything. I don't want to feel that 8%. It's not bad. I would drink it again in a different circumstance, like. Sitting down after like I've mowed the yard and we're going to sit down and have dinner. I would probably enjoy this. That grapefruit would be perfect. Um, but yeah, it's just OK right now. But the same thing with like. Um, Schoferhofer when we were in when we were in uh, Epcot and it was. 57 degrees out and we were all cold and we got those grapefruit beers it didn't hit like when it's
2: 89
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know yeah when i first had it I, you're like i'll take a sip of this and i'm like where did he get this i'm getting it right now show me where the line starts it comes in tights
0: <laughs> yeah um I'll put a bookmark in that because that's an idea for an episode Movie, one-liners, or uh, catchphrases. Top ten. Um, I'm going to go next, because you can kind of already tell what I'm drinking, because this is their Code Codenar
1: Ooh. From that we're <laughs> Brewing.
0: Uh, this is the Mountain Dew Code Red uh, Florida Weiss. So this is like their like Berliner Weiss brewed with cherries instead of like the lime and lemon. Uh, yeah. Same thing. It's a Mountain Dew Code Red beer, like it doesn't have that overly sweet kind of like alcohol bite that the hard Mountain Dews do. Which again, this is a much lower ABV. Um, oh, it's not staying on the can. Thanks for making me look like an idiot. Um, probably half the ABV of one of those hard Mountain Dews, I'm gonna guess. Uh, but I would rather drink this. Like, this is nice. It's bright. It's refreshing. Um, I'm off tomorrow. I'm off the next day. I plan on sitting on my porch and reading some comics. I got volume two of something's killing the children sitting (laughs) on my stack. I'm about to get into that. Uh, This and the next beer I'll be having are perfect, like, hot weather porch drinking. It's like that chauffeur offer. It's like that right amount of, like, crisp, like, fruitiness that you want to have on a hot day. And that's what they're going for with the Florida Weiss style.
1: Mm. Mm. What is code red flavor? Is it cherry? Cherry. Cherry. Yeah. I I don't drink Mountain Dew enough. I don't I couldn't even tell you if I've actually had a code red.
0: Really? When it came out, it was like my favorite thing ever, because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Mountain Dew, but it's different uh and then live, live wire came out I was like okay that one's good but then pitch black like pitch black, black is was my go to uh and then after that went away voltage became my next one uh within that time frame they also did release the two different flavors uh that were based off of World of Warcraft uh mm. but yeah I digress Paul you have a oh, beer
2: oh yeah <laughs> I'm, I keep on forgetting. Paul's always oh, caught off one.
0: guard when it's like, Paul,
2: we want you to talk about something now. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm drinking from Ithaca Brewing Company. This is their root beer. Uh, this comes in a 12-ounce bottle. It's the soda of the Finger Lakes. Uh, no alcohol, no caffeine. Uh, let's see. It. I do not have a... let not tell me how much calories or no... There's no what's the, uh, nutritional facts IBUs on, on it. Does it say that? Um, IBUs are made up and they don't matter. So They're yeah, not made up. <laughs> whatever number you want to whatever number you want to say. Everything's made up, man.
0: <clears throat> I do remember the Ithaca uh ginger oh, ale. Was... Absolutely loved. Amazing. Oh, the ginger beer 100% is great. like ginger beer, sorry.
1: Yeah. I don't think they have that restaurant down the street grating all the ginger for them like they used to when we went to Massachusetts like seven years ago. That that ginger oh, was, beer was well, no, geez, so – like, Yeah, it was, it was like 12 years ago, ago now.
0: Mm-hmm. It was so good. I absolutely loved it. And it was one of those things like I would try to savor it and save those bottles, but I think I – maybe made them last like a week before i finished like that four pack so good but the root beer paul
2: the root beer is 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 good it does have a little bit more bite a little more zing than the saranac but still not not as bitey not as not as intense on that uh the the root beer you know bitter the root beer spiciness that i kind of want it's decent it's a good one um I think it would make a, a little bit better of a root beer float with this one because it has to have a little bit more of that zing. Because mm. you know you don't want something with a little too much vanilla. Like because then what are you doing with the root beer float?
1: You know you're point? just
2: putting yeah you're putting vanilla on top of vanilla. You don't want you don't want that. You want you want a big bold zesty right zesty root beer. To hold up to that vanilla ice cream, um, I think this one might do do well. So, there you go.
0: It might do well. Paul's highest recommendation. That's that's a four from him. Mm-hmm. Four out of four.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Paul
0: goes up to. Yeah. What's What's your four <coughs> out of four book for this week, March twenty ninth, twenty twenty three
2: you know it might be a it might be a number 1 on the comic solicitations but it's a 4 out of 4 in my book and it is clobbering time number 1 that's right it's good. this is a uh, miniseries where the it's the Ben Grimm everybody's ever living blue eyed thing, teaming up with other heroes from the uh, marvel universe and we're getting in the start the r- orange and green together again Battling it out, uh, they get sent on a wild, like, uh, interdimensional, like, uh, team up that they go on, and you know, it, it, and when the bad guys show up, there's only you don't need to check your watch, you know what time it is. It's clobbering it's clobbering time. time.
0: Oh, it's clobbering clobber time. It's
1: clobbering.
0: Um, when you pick this, I was kind of surprised it slid under my radar because I wasn't aware this was coming out. But then as soon as I saw it was your pick for this week, I was like, oh, well, Paul loves a Hulk and like thing team. Up. Like you mm-hmm. just love seeing those two guys together.
2: Yeah, it, it it's it's fun because I always enjoy like when heroes have like a camaraderie, but they will also throw down every once in a while. Like brothers fight, you know. Like one of those kind of moments. And uh, like uh, just that one moment in the, um, not Jason Aaron, uh, Jonathan Hickman run of the, the Fantastic Four when John Storm, Storm dies. Storm. And, you know, the Hulk shows up and basically. They take you know, him out into the desert. desert and, let him, and they just feed on him. Let him mm-hmm. hit something. It's because he needed to work out his anger and everything else. So. And just his emotion, So, I love it. I uh, like that those two guys basically, they understand each other like nobody else can. Because they're both monsters, but also are the backbone and the muscle for a group, for their respective groups of heroes. And they have to be the monsters for their group of heroes. So, yeah. I enjoy it. Now, I'm going to throw it over to Chris, because Chris loves it. <clears throat> won't talk until you throw it to him. You
0: gotta, you gotta throw it to someone. That's how you know like that person's done talking. Uh, this is a very light week for me for comics. I only have two books coming out, so it's kind of one of those, like, do I take the trip to the comic book store to get these two issues, or do I just wait until next week to pick up uh, these two and more? But my pick for this week is actually going to be Tim Drake Robin number seven coming up from DC Comics. And it was recently announced that this series is going to be coming to an end with like number 10 or number 11, which I'm sad I'm losing my Tim Drake book. I'm hopeful that it does launch him into his next chapter. Uh, but this has been a very low key Tim Drake living on a houseboat trying to solve a mystery on the docks where he lives kind of story like it's a much more like neighborhood related story um and i'm looking to see where it goes now because they solved the big mystery from the first uh five issues in the sixth uh who is his moriarty um spoilers if you want to know it was actually clayface interesting but not the mm. Clayface you think because there's like 12 of them out there um i really enjoy this book The artwork is still very hit or miss on it. Uh, Luckily, number seven has art from someone different. This one is being written by Megan Fitzmartin, who's done everything else. Uh, Artwork on this one is being done by Sergei Akuna. Um, So I'm looking forward to see some different artwork finally uh, that can hopefully do my boy some justice. Because he deserves it. Tim Drake all the way.
1: John, what's your book? Uh my book is going to be Waller versus Wildstorm number 1. Uh this book takes place in the early 80s and the battle for the soul of the intelligent agency Checkmate is going to be it's going to be happening and a, ma- a young Amanda Waller is going to be trying to take it from the heroic face of Checkmate Jason King aka the Armored Battalion, um, who is the former leader of Stormwatch. Um, so this is kind of really interesting. They're folding in um, the Stormwatch era characters into DC in this book. Uh, seemed really interesting. Kind of a fun story. Uh, the cover uh, looks really kind of cool. And it's really pulpy looking, kind of like yeah. that. And then it's got like the price tags on it with the the mm-hmm. uh, dollars um, but yeah, it looks really good. Um Evan Narcissus, Spencer Ackerman, uh writing the book, art by um Jesus Marino. Um, yeah. Um I'm hoping this is good because this kind of like it sounds like a John book. It just sounds like something I would really like, and if it's done well, I'm I'm there for it. Um I don't think I've
0: ever Read any Stormwatch?
1: Uh, I've never, I know who Battalion is. It like, I the... recognize
0: the name, but like, when I was like, Stormwatch, is that something that, like, I have any kind of like <clears throat> relationship to? And I don't, like, I literally just, like, pulled it up. I'm like, oh no, I've never bought any of these books, but I recognize, like, the covers from them.
2: Uh, do yeah, I'm sorry. Stormwatch uh, Volume yeah, 1 is my pick for great <laughs> policy when it's, come,
1: when it's coming um, Yeah, it's Waller versus Wildstorm. Mm. And then, what? Um, yeah, so it's Wildstorm Heroes. So it's Grifter, Deathblow, Battalion. So um,
0: Stormwatch is different from
1: the characters that are in this book. Stormwatch is a Wildstorm series, and they're folding in Wildstorm characters more back into the D.C. again, as they've been trying to do. So he was the leader of Stormwatch. We actually had a Stormwatch—didn't we have a Stormwatch with the new 52 that had, like, um, Martian Manhunter was in it?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Um, I'm on the Wikipedia now I
1: don't know so they've they've tried bringing it back but it just feels like they're trying to bring it back and bring a lot of those characters back into the fold because they own Wildstorm and they just keep trying to do that Um, but I'm a child of the 90s and a lot of those characters were cool to me then and uh, you know 30 years later let's see what they can do But Stormwatch
2: is spun out because the fall of the authority, which is crazy to me. So it's like characters from that were kind of the background characters from the authority then spun off into Stormwatch. And now we we are like, just keep on trying to reboot Stormwatch.
0: Uh, I was going to try to make a cyber force joke in here, too, because those books are all of the same ilk. Uh, but then I realized, like, I haven't ever read any cyberforce stuff, so I can't make any kind of reference okay. to it. So you
2: don't want to cyberforce it.
0: You know what I do want to force, though? John into a dramatic reading, and now a dramatic reading from the Batman and Scooby Doo Mysteries, number six, page eleven,
1: panel one. I see the bank robbers have forgotten or have gotten more excited. Exceeded, perhaps, going from a full stop to an exclamation point. Full stop! Your British roots are showing, Alfred.
0: That was a dramatic reading.
1: Forgot how to read there for a bit. (laughs) From the Batman...
0: (laughs) Gooey <laughs> new mysteries.
1: You know what? You know what? You're got protesting. Me you you all right? You know what got me on this is I thought Paul had picked this for me, so I was gonna do the the uh, du- the double feature uh, DVD case is the dramatic reading, <laughs> and then when you started to introduce it, I was like, oh no, it's Chris. I gotta go back to it.
0: It's okay. I'm not worried about it. I'm not either. You know what I am worried about though our picks for this month's books cuz we're about to head into our monthly look back for March 2023 and guys I mean I know we've been doing this podcast for a long time and we're all very much in tune with what you know we like and what each other like uh I just don't think we've ever got it so wrong
1: uh yeah especially you chris. yeah chris
0: i mean i I don't think I can go first. Like I don't, I don't want to be focal that's,
2: in this. So, that's good who, who wants to on, go first? On, uh, my my Amazon app here, Kindle. When I search, when I click, hit the tab for comics. Your book, Chris, doesn't even show up. <laughs> uh, a game that's, so it's good that we're you're not starting not with comicsology
1: either. You have to okay. go down a spider web. I think comicsology knows nobody should be reading this book or spending the money because it's just like, nah. Uh, and that'll take us into my pick, uh, which is going to be King Spawn number 20. And uh, this book, geez, it just, I had it set to the beginning of the book and then it went back to the end of the book. Uh, this was written by Sean Lewis, art by javi fernandez and this is a world a new york city where spawn isn't king uh i don't know why it's called king spawn is he king of hell because that was one of my big questions but also there's
0: nothing that says like yes he is king of hell because he still just seems like spawn which i've also realized I know nothing about Spawn except as soon as Sam and Twitch pop up. I'm like, Oh, I remember them as the cops from like
1: the first couple issues of Spawn that I ever. Well, at one point when the one guy's talking to Sam and Twitch, he goes, Spawn's got his, his own things going on. And it shows him like battling in hell, but he he, also, he he was not battling. He was standing there. Yeah. Uh, but he was, but how could he be battle? It gave me the impression he was battling in hell, it was something else that he was doing. But then he was just looming on rooftops and stopping a car. Well, what he's doing is he he joined um, the national
2: guard for hell. So it's two weekends a month, you know, and just uh, one week a year that he has to go and battle within hell. So,
1: you yeah. know. But I saw the cover. It says King Spawn. The cover for this book is like uh, the spawn in like with the burnt up face and no lips in a suit. And I was like, yeah, he's a sharp dressed man. I was like, oh, this might be kind of cool. And then Paul kind of made it, you know, said something like it's very. Batman-esque kind of a book that there's some rich kid who's been stealing brains of. People who haven't been. Aren't who he's possibly killed, stolen their brains, and is selling them on the black market for some type of drug. But he's also dating a friend of Spawn's daughter, who the friend thinks the guy has kidnapped his daughter and, and is is going to cut her brain out.
2: But that's that's a twist at the end. We we didn't know how these two things were connected. Yeah. Until the very, very end. And then you're like, oh, OK. So what makes this King Spawn
1: and not Spawn Spawn? Uh, it's a secondary Spawn book because they have Spawn, King Spawn, Scorched, Gunslinger Spawn. Those are other Spawn that Spawn universe books. So there's four Spawn Universe books. This is just. I don't know why this is. Okay, so we need
0: to be reading the other three to know what's happening in this one, then.
1: I guess. But that was the purpose of this, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? I was thinking, like, how. I kept on, like, okay, this is. It just felt very Batman. You know, you had Spawn just like. In the shadows, on top of rooftops, like being like, mm, this is what's going down. I'm watching this guy.
1: Wait, but how then, is Spawn? He, hmm? Is that how Spawn always is? Yeah, but he was like, I'm Spawn. Mm, I'm on the rooftops. Oh, so when <laughs> Paul
0: when Paul said mm, that was chains rattling, you yeah, you yeah. imagine like clink 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 clink. But Paul paraphrased it by going. mm, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I, whenever I try to sound gruff, it just comes off like I'm Kermit the Frog.
1: Oh.
2: Hi, Paul.
0: Cool. Hi, Paul. King of Hell here.
2: <laughs> um, wish I had a Kermit the Frog impression. I don't know why I went pulled out Kermit the Frog and not somebody
1: else, but whatever. Do you have anyone else as an impersonation <laughs> nope. that you do, Paul? <laughs> nope. that was perfect. Fine. Paul, can yeah, you do a, a great wrestler? great
2: impression of my wife.
0: Everyone can do a wrestler.
2: Uh, let me try to do a wrestler. Hey there, brother.
0: I knew who you were doing.
2: It's Hulk Hogan.
1: I thought he was Macho <laughs> Man. It might have been. I don't know. <laughs> he said brother. Mm-hmm. John, who you got? I got you for." Three minutes of bleat time.
0: See, he was bonesaw there. Yeah, My, mine's also macho though, because
2: you go, yeah. Oh, know, that's funny. You're talking about Slim Jims.
1: He's such a versatile. Or, or Miss Elizabeth, either or. <laughs> yeah, he's so versatile. Was it Chris? Was it you or me? Did I send you, or did you send me the one? <laughs> where Randy does the, the drive-by on the interview. He walks like in front of the camera, and then he just shows up against me and Gene and does a crazy rant. I don't remember that. I don't know. It could've, you
0: could have sent it to me. I could have sent it to you. I don't remember it, though.
1: Oh, I watched it like a million times because it made me laugh every time. There's, there's so, like... I don't
0: know if wrestling today is the same as it was in, like, the 80s, where it's just like... Insane. Cutting promos was an art. And I don't think we're ever gonna get back to that. Like, I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I'll get like random, like for some reason I keep getting recommended like uh posts from like a Goldust like Instagram page, (laughs) and every time I watch one of their like stories, I'm like, man, wrestling was weird in (laughs) 80s. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah uh, spawned not terrible I feel like we just need to read the other three spawn books to really know what's <laughs> going on with this one and guys I'm all in
1: yeah, it wasn't <laughs> bad
2: I just it it took a while to get to where it was going So
1: somehow then it when it got like,
2: there it's like oh maybe it's over Again, I haven't read
0: Spawn since, like, Spawn 8, 9, and 10 came out, because I bought those three issues. Cut them up to put the artwork on my locker in school. Didn't realize they would be worth money, because one of them was the uh, introduction of Angela, mm. and then one of them was the introduction of Medieval Spawn that was created by Neil Gaiman that began like, a huge lawsuit between Neil Gaiman and Todd McFarlane. Um that's not the artwork, Was cool. Uh, this is somehow the most Spawn book I've ever read, but then somehow the furthest removed from Spawn book
1: I've ever read. So. It also feels like a comic book written in the late 90s, 2000s. Like, it doesn't feel like it's. So it's <laughs> the perfect Spawn book. You sold me, John. Yeah. yeah. Number one. <laughs> number
2: number one. Uh, Paul. You also picked a book this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, pick a book that was light, fun, lighthearted, easy reading. Uh, and cheap. And, also, and cheap. And also a Batman book. And there is no Batman book on the market that isn't more than $3. Uh, $3. So I picked up this one. And this is Batman and the Scooby-Doo Mysteries, uh, number six. And also, the year is important. This is the one that start. This is... Batman and the Scooby-Doo Mysteries that started in 2022, not the one that started in 2021. Yes. This is like volume two, basically. It's volume two. Um, And this is a six, part, or I think it's going to be a 12-part miniseries, uh, but they're all one-offs. So why is it number six and not just Xanadu, you know, Batman Uh, and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, colon Xanadu and Don'ts? Right off the bat, starting off strong. Great pun. Uh Super good. Read by Evan uh, Cohen. Art by Eric Owen. Uh, letters by S- Seda Tamofonte. uh And Batman, created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. So I'm glad mm. that Bill Finger mm. is getting recognition
0: was it really Bob Kane with Bill Finger or was it Bill Finger and then Bob Kane came in and was like, yeah, I made
2: that. I have to say, I really like the artwork. It does uh, talking about Bill Finger, the artist, uh, but the artwork here, it feels very much like it's out of the Saturday morning cartoon, like out of a uh, Scooby-Doo cartoon. We yeah. get the classic Batman, the uh, gray suit, blue cape and cowl with the black mask. And with the, like, blue eyebrows, with the yellow spotlight uh, logo on the chest, looking
1: good, looking good. Yeah, yeah that's That Brave and the Bold um, kind of era um, tied in a bit with the um, the live-action TV show that you, yeah, you talked about.
2: Yeah, and we get the uh, classic Batmobile from uh, Batman 66, so...
1: But you get a sweet motorcycle later on. It's such a good motorcycle.
2: And I.
0: I don't want to say anything because I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I enjoyed this book up to a point. Um, Very evocative of that 1960s Batman. It has everything I love about Scooby-Doo. Like mystery gangs all here. The the characters are right. The art style is like picture perfect like. Uh, it calls in a character that I do enjoy from like the kind of like C or D list uh, DC stuff with Madame Xanadu popping up. I was not expecting that at all. Like that was a very big surprise here, which was kind of yeah. kind of welcome. Like this isn't Batman, Scooby Doo, and like the Harlem Globetrotters or the Adams Family. Like Madame Xanadu, like. Deep of, cut there. Like, dug it.
1: One of the covers is like a Thanksgiving Day parade. But what the balloon that's being held is Black Mask. Like, I, I think this book series is going to be fun. Like, uh, I enjoyed reading this that I was at a point where I was like, I could read more of this. This was a lot of fun.
0: I thought it was kind of weird that the Commissioner Gordon that they have is a little bit different from the 1960s. Yeah, because live that's action still... He seemed yeah, a little bit it's... more inspired by like the nineties animated series. <clears throat>
1: yeah, that's more
2: that's or, more which
0: I'm okay with. Um that's fine. He's still got that cool motorcycle. Um but where I I think I have to like start to make my statements is uh, I do live in Florida.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh as soon as it was shown that the Riddler was actually Dressing as a woman, as Madame Xanadu. Right. I kind of had to check out of this book because I did not want to be put on any kind of watch list. Um, this is Florida, guys. we, we got to be careful with what we're reading. Uh, this book is probably banned down here, so I need to delete it from my Amazon account as soon as possible, Paul. You are putting me in danger. Um, um, we're friends, Paul, but wow, how how could you do this to me? I, know, I read I... this.
2: I paid money for this. This this is for a child, too, because this is with the, the no, this is for a child. Uh, this is proof for ages eight and up, Chris. Oh, no. So no. so, you know, we're we're apparently,
0: you know, they we're right back with, to it. They bring you in with like a talking dog who just wants snacks. And then all right. of a sudden you're, you're being sold depravity. It's it, it was my favorite book until I realized I was on I was
1: being watched by God. Uh what I thought was really interesting was when it is like you couldn't tell that that was a man's body cuz he's he's not wearing like a skimpy he's wearing a skimpy outfit like he's his arms are all out on show uh you would think that he'd have something a little more like cover Oh
0: god, I I'm being put in such a difficult spot because first of all how dare you assume Her gender, but also, yes, you're right.
2: But I do have to say that during that scene, Chris, what is great is the fake Madame Xanadu actually tells the correct fortune by drawing those cards. Enigma, Bat, tragedy. It's just not tragedy for Batman. It's tragedy for Enigma himself. Mm. All
0: right, you know what? Let me get my DeSantis stamp out. Mm-hmm. Approved. This will be the only book in your children's library. Favorite book of the most. No, no, no. His favorite book's going to be your book. My, my book? My Time to Shine?
1: Yes. Can we talk There's about some... our
0: final beers first, guys? Yes. Yeah. Turn on my can, even that you guys can see it. Uh, my final beer of the night. Also one of Sideward Brewing's uh Mountain Dew inspired beers this is their Baja nar and this is the tropical inspired Mountain Dew um yeah Mountain Dew Baja Blast is probably my favorite of the Mountain Dew variants this is not my favorite of the nar variants i think the cherry one the Code nar is but this is also delicious it's got that right amount of tropical like fruity sweetness to it uh a nice little bit of like citrus tart to it all these beers are fantastic like again what i said at the beginning you come down to orlando and you're looking for a craft brewery to go to go to sideward if you come during spring to summertime and they have their nar series get them it's fun like who doesn't like beers inspired by something that you already know and love? Like,
1: mm-hmm. it's the sweet spot, baby. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying from. I didn't it- throw it to you. Yeah, oh. I don't I don't need somebody to throw it to me. I can just start talking. I didn't throw it to you. You're right. Paul, <laughs> you're <laughs> here.
2: I'm drinking uh, not a beer this time, guys. I'm drinking a wine. I'm drinking uh cheer wine. That's right, and this I've is, seen uh, this, and I'm always kind of curious how it is. This sure, cra- wine's is really good. This, this is, is crafted good. cherry taste with zero sugar. Uh, this has been a oh, drink I'm that sorry. people
0: a lot of adjectives in there. Crafted cherry taste. Mm-hmm.
2: That's yep, what it's... you said, right? Yep, that's because that's what the bottle says right there. Crafted okay. cherry taste since so, yeah, 1917.
0: There's nothing natural in
2: that bottle, gotcha. Go ahead. It ha- it contains naturally carbonated water,
1: <laughs> caramel color,
2: that's okay, so one
1: thing's natural, the water. Paul's <laughs> doing a dramatic reading,
2: natural and artificial flavors, sulfuric <sighs> acid, citric acid, suc- sucralose, famide uh potassium potassium citrate caffeine potassium benzoate to protect the flavor got to protect mm. that flavor and red 40 which will soon be banned so but is, uh yeah. which no, one's is red like 40. 40 is that the it's a dye okay one
0: I don't remember I have nowhere to go from here I remember like Reading about some dye that was like, oh, this one's terrible. Wait till you see why. And I I buy into that hype, so I clicked on it. I don't remember anything from the article though. Thanks, but yes. Buzzfeed.
2: But hey, cheer wine. It it is delicious. It has a it's not a tart cherry and but it's not a Kaufman cherry either. It's actually just a delightful cherry soda.
1: It's it like a really cherry a- cherry coke kinda. It's cherry yeah, it's a cherry coke without the Coke. Okay. It's like you mix like cherry crush and like Dr. Pepper or something together. Like mm. there's it's it's good, it kinda stands on its own. Um I wouldn't say it tastes like other sodas or pop, but I picked this up because I remember um our friend Matt Z brought home a case of it when he was visiting like he went to the Outer Banks and he was like I had this it was great I can't believe this is it and we started selling it at my store that I was like is this that thing that you like and he's like oh my god where'd you get it and I was like you can get it in my store that I bought it I took it home and I was like darn this is really good it is
2: uh Kate actually really (laughs) enjoys it too and she's not a big soda drinker at all uh, she won't drink any kind of soda unless it is like zero sugar or zero calories. So she just doesn't want to spend her calories on soda. So I made sure I picked up the zero sugar for us the other night. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. And it's
1: still good is this, is it with the oh, zero?
2: It's still good. I, I I don't think I've had the regular cherry wine before. I was just looking to buy some, you know, some beers and some wines, you know, for the podcast. Sure.
1: Uh, John. I, have you, don't have to, you don't have to throw it over to me. I can just do no, it. No, no. I mean, he's going to edit it later. He'll hear if I didn't throw it to you. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking from Big Ditch Brewing Company, local Buffalo brewery, their Little Waves Lager. And this is replacing their Low Bridge Golden Ale as a year round beer. And this is, to me, very reminiscent of what Labatt Blue tastes like. Um I haven't had a Labatt in forever but this tastes like that. Um it's one of those things where it's just like you could have made a you could have made a better lager cuz if this is reminiscent of Labatt's, why am I spending 10.99 on a six pack when I can spend 7.99 on a six pack tall boys of Labatt's?
0: or you could go to any bar in buffalo and get a
1: bucket for like five dollars yeah um i actually had a little higher hope for this beer because they've released a couple traditional style beers uh over the last couple of years that i've been like oh that's really good they did a really good job that was really good and this is very far from that in my opinion um but again, you sometimes the the thought process is Buffalo. It's a Labatt city. Make a beer that tastes like Labatts. You'll be able to capture everybody with that. Um, but it's it's not it's not a poorly crafted or made beer. It's a nice drinking beer, but it's average at best and reminiscent of a premium lager um
0: again yeah grew up became a person in buffalo where labats just like that's the beer that you get because it's just omnipresent uh last time i had a labat was 2021 so more recent than i expected but i had it at the daily poutine at disney springs with uh uh I can't keep showing you pictures through the camera because they just look bad. (laughs) Um, I had it alongside some poutine. And I I don't think I rated it, but I kept it at my 2.5 out of 5 rating on Untapped. Uh, The last time I had checked into it before that was in 2013, where I... I never leave actual ratings on my beers besides just like the numerical score. For this one, I wrote December 14th, 2013. Every time I have this, I realize more and more that it's one of the worst beers ever. Uh,
1: Yeah, I gave Labatt Blue Light a .25 and said nothing like a cool glass of water. (laughs) Wedding... Wedding venue style. So I had it at a wedding in 2016. July 15th, 2016. It's
0: not not great. So to have your hopes set up by them and be let down is depressing. Because you're already not expecting a lot.
1: Yes. So,
0: little waves. Meh. Uh oh crap so i didn't realize this when i checked into it uh two years ago in 2021 my uncle commented on it and because this was at the daily poutine uh and his comment was lol i work with so many people and this is all they will drink don't know what else they're missing out on uh for those of you that don't know my family is actually really cool like my uncle loves craft beer my mom's also, a fan of craft beer is, like, a super nerd that watches a lot of, like, really cool stuff that I don't even watch.
1: Um, Yeah, John, why did you buy this? It's a brand-new release from them. It's, they're putting out a lager, and like I said, like, they'd put out other traditional-style beers. They had a whole series for the last two years called Beers That taste Like Beers, and they were do lagers, Czech-style pilsner... Brownails, um wits, like they did tons of different styles that were all really good styles for those. Some of them were excellent. Some of them I, I went back and had a second or third time, like I was like, yeah, I'll keep buying this. That I thought them doing a Hell-style lager, they'd be able to to have something really good. And it's it's average at best. Like, if I was gonna have to spend money and buy a beer, and I was at a bar, I would get a Miller Lite over this. I would get a, I would get a Jenny Lager, a Jenny Cream Ale. Like, there's so many other beers I would take over this. I would are. probably take a Cream Ale, but I,
0: I don't know where I would go
1: after that. I would
0: honestly. <laughs> Not just because we talked about it before. I'd probably go Heineken. If they didn't have, like, Guinness. Because Guinness is, like... Yeah, it's
1: it's good. I mean, I I wouldn't go Heineken? if I, was I gonna know, get a, like If I was going to get a green-bottled beer, I would get a Stella. Uh,
0: I forgot about Stella. Stella's okay. I could check last Stella's time I had it. Stella's better
1: than Heineken. It, I don't
0: remember. Maybe I need to get them in side by side next episode everybody um Paul did you do your beer? Yeah, yeah. No, I did my wine. Your Oh, your cheer wine. That's right. Yeah, Sorry. I, I got up to go to the bathroom. I heard most no. of it though. You did great, bud. of you.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought we were going into your book.
0: We are, guys, cuz uh finally my pick for the evening. Uh and this is going to be Miss Meow number 7 coming out from Mert Publishing. And if there's two things I love, guys, you know it. It's comic books and cats. And the third thing, The third thing, though, would be big booty bitches. <laughs> and this book hopes to deliver on all of those. I also uh, like wasting my money. <laughs> $4.99. Um, I had my hopes up for this book. Um... Uh, Written by Murphy, also written and edited by Aaron Sparrow, with art by Renzo Rodriguez. Uh, When I said there was a twist to this book, I wanted to be the person to bring this to you in person. Mm. Because Aaron Sparrow is the person, or the writer, who brought us the Boom Studios' Darkwing Duck comic book Mm. from, like, 12 years ago that reinvented and reintroduced the franchise to a modern era with art by James Silvani, one of my favorite, like, Disney-slash-cartoon comic book artists. So I was like, when I picked this book, I was like, I want a bad girl book to bring to the table for the month. But I, I don't want to bring something that actually might be kind of okay or interesting like Vampirella Uh, and like I told Paul when we were off camera before like and I didn't want to bring Lady Death because I didn't want to be put on some sort of FBI watch list Uh, so I was like this meow might be okay and then I bought the book and I was like how am I going to defend myself if I actually wind up liking this (laughs) Because the covers for it are actually, like, really cool. Yes, they're cheesecakey, but there's some, like, actual, like, star power <clears> to, the like, the covers themselves. And then I realized, oh, I bought this book. I can't read it. And this has happened to me before. I've bought stuff on Amazon slash Comixology uh, because just... How I sign into websites, I still go to comiXology.com, even though Mm -hmm. then it loops me through to Amazon because ComiXology pulls up faster than Amazon does. Uh, Then I sign in. I buy my book. I bought this. And it wasn't showing in my library. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm having this issue again when we first switched to Amazon from ComiXology, where – I buy something, but it doesn't realize it's me trying to buy it. So it's being flagged as like, hey, someone's trying to buy something. Because that kept happening. And that's ultimately pirate notice. What led to us to, like stop sharing information? is Because anytime anybody would log into my account, I would get kicked out. And I was like, I can't do anything on this guy. Sorry. Um,
2: Which wasn't no. bad when it was just Comicsology, But then once it became... All of Amazon. That's when we all kind of had to draw the line. Check, check my email. I had nothing saying like, whoa, you're
0: flagged, because I bought all three of these books in a row. One, two, three. No, hey, sign in, check your password, email us. So I was like, okay, well, I bought it, so it should be showing. Go to Comixology. Nothing. All right, well, let me log in on my computer and see. I open up my Amazon Kindle account because everything's shared between them. It shows me my most recently purchased books. I have Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Okay, I got Paul's Mm -hmm. Picks. King Spawn, got John's. My next book, Superman number one. Well, okay, I'm back to Paul's Picks. Where's my book? It's not showing. But if I search for it, it shows up. I'm like, okay, well... That's kind of weird. I can't describe or explain this at all. But you know, let me let me dig into this book that I'm looking forward to. Uh, start going through the pages. All right, well they're not loading completely. I can see the artwork. Well, maybe this is like preliminary stuff. Maybe it's showing me sample artwork. And then I'm thinking, oh no, like I'm going on. Further than I should be. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to the beginning. Let me close it out. Let me reload in, refresh. No, maybe it's a silent issue? All right, let me try to, let me, let me piece this together based on the art. The artwork's not bad. It's, it's
1: not what I want it to be, but it's not. In In the course of you doing all this, when is it that I sent the message that said, is anyone else having a problem with Miss Meow? Oh,
0: this this was like mm-hmm. a day and a half before. <laughs> That's so why I was so us... quick to respond. Yep, me too. Let's you, go. You couldn't give us a heads up on this? Oh no, I did I didn't want to. Um I'm gonna read you the solicitation for this because Miss Meow number seven. Coming Could, out from Can we just Merck also Nope. There's
1: hold, there's hold, no please. dialogue in hold, this.
0: Hold please. Hold please. Uh, Miss Meow's game of cat and also cat continues as she's uh, she faces her toughest challenge yet. She finally has her claws on the helmet of Leonidas, but at what cost? And she can keep it long enough to unlock its secrets. Not if Leonidas himself has anything to say about it. Um, there is something going on. With Amazon Comicsology Kindle, where if you buy this book, not only is it not presented as any other comic book that you buy, it also has no dialogue balloons. Uh, so you're basically just looking at art and then trying to piece things together. And again, it, the artwork's not great. But is it it's the, not? The artwork
1: also this terrible, terrible. Whole page. Like
0: that's yeah. my page. It doesn't do, like, the panel-by-panel zoom-in. This book is broken. I didn't get the story. I was sold. And even when you get through the book, it gives you, like, four more pages of what should probably be, like, letters or publisher info. Like, hey, here's what else we have coming out. It's not. It's all just blank. There's framework that seems like it should have images in it uh this book is broken this is gonna be the first and only time that i'm like can i return a digital comic book to amazon because i want my 4.99 back um guys those were my thoughts on the book I'm sorry if I talked crap about it and you loved it. You never want to yuck someone's yum, so right.
2: uh go ahead. Paul, your thoughts. Miss Meow. Uh okay, so I thought that it was just a now that you read the you know, like the solicitation, uh I, I now know that the helmet of Leonidas is actually important and not just some weird kink It's fetish. just, not, it's just like, not a helmet. Like that it's like, oh I got your nose. Like he, he he wasn't even wearing it at the start of the battle. I don't know where the helmet comes from, and that she <laughs> then throws the it. Off, that, like, it I have it, <laughs> and and then she puts it on. Um, I have no idea what's happening with the girl in the ambulance. I know that one of the bad guys, I'm guessing, can turn into the car, and he also then drives the car. But there's the Flame Girl and Sith Hammer guy. Are those guys good guys? Or are they bad guys? Because they were the ones running out with Leonidas.
0: Uh, for those of you who aren't seeing the live video know. feed because you don't publish it, uh, <laughs> Chris shrugs and smiles.
2: Hmm. Paul, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I had the information. Yeah, I, I don't know where the helmet comes from. I,
0: I uh, It don't comes know from Leonidas, coming. sir. It's in the name. Hello, it's the Oh, it's in the name. It's in sorry. the name. John. I'm sorry. You're very quiet during all of this.
1: Oh, I'm trying to see pa- if I can return this book. Paul, Paul, and I, I are was... probably
0: talking down. Like you love this. This is your number one pick. Uh, defend
1: it. Go ahead. Uh, there is. There, I. There's. There's nothing to this, but you can barely read it. It's chaos <laughs> on the page. Even if there were word bubbles, I don't know where they would fit anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. And I struggled to be able to find this book. It doesn't show up when you open up
0: your Kindle account. Well, first of all, it doesn't show in Comicsology. It doesn't show as
2: a comic. It shows as a book. And that's what's happening. It's being loaded in uh, into Comicsology as a book and not as a comic. That's why the guided view isn't working in or anything because it it's loading as if it was a book, and somehow the whatever lettering that did happen just didn't make it onto the page. And in fact, there's a page where I have a whole blank page as if a return. There oh, I, there's
0: multiple. Okay. Because they're all at the end. So I don't know if that's where you should be in, like, the ads for other stuff or letters pages.
1: Yeah, they're, like, odd pages with, like, just a couple squares on them. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah.
2: And I think the first couple pages where it just gives you the plot by, script by, that's all supposed to be, like, layered in a certain way. And it's loading up the layers and not the combined image for the actual page as well so uh yeah it's it is broken and john figured out how to return it good for him
0: That's uh great. please share that with us after the show um i i just need to get the whole story so when i go to my comic book store uh are you going to pick this up in, this week uh, in or next week format? if they have it i'm going to pick it up i i do want to see what
1: are you what gonna thumb, when you when you go up and you ask if they have this book, because it's not just gonna be sitting somewhere. It, no, like, I, hey, do you have my, this book? Can I just see if there's words in it?
0: My no my comic book store knows me at this point. Like mm-hmm. I've been there long enough now that when I walk in to say, Hey Chris, like picking up your books, like I don't want to be like does this book have worse in it?
1: <laughs> no, I think you should. <laughs> and then you <he> can explain. <laughs> not really only, not I only get... did I purchase this book. I'm not a And there was something person, wrong John? with it. Yeah. John, I made my John. two best friends do it and then not tell them that there's a problem and oh. have them try to figure it out. Oh, so
0: I two two things. <laughs> First of all,
1: John, I'm not a prideful
0: person, but I don't think I can walk into a comic book store and be like, "Does this book have words?" Second of all, if your books both had words in it, and you're just playing it off like I'm the odd one out, fuck you guys. (laughs) It was a Um, big
1: joke that we knew. That's why I sent the message seven hours ago. Of I think there's something wrong with this book.
2: I. I'm gonna chat with a, a Amazon uh, associate now. So
0: get back. Once you have like the whole chat thread, Paul, let us know because I don't want to delay any more of this. Um, how do I search? Oh, here's my red. <laughs> how do I search that? Um, None of the words are showing up. So guys, again, I think we all kind of missed the mark this month. So maybe uh, we do it again. April Fools. This was all fake. Uh, We picked bad books, everybody.
1: It was the competition,
0: but I won. No, because Paul still picked a book that, like, we would never pick up Batman Scooby Doo Mysteries 6 out of 12.
1: No. Well, well, Paul would. But but he picked it up, and I was like, I'd I'd read more. I'd go back and Ah, read more of this. Of all the books, that's the one I was like,
0: oh, this is fun. It knows what it is. It's a Scooby Doo Batman 1966 book. Yeah. That's for the winner, but winners of bad
2: yeah. books. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I kind like of picked I it never... as a bad book because I'm like, oh, it's a weird crossover. It's going to be kind of janky. And it was a little bit janky because... I don't think it was that janky. You
1: know. I feel like...
2: Well, uh, I feel like it worked
0: for what it was. Commissioner it Gordon,
1: was... coming up to Batman. I have these letters. They were left in your usual place. They weren't signed. Oh, thank you, Commissioner. But they, they were addressed with a certain code. And then it's, like, everyone in the in the mystery mobile is like, well, I sent Batman a letter and didn't sign it. Like, me too. But
0: but then that thing gives you the payoff of Batman being like, yeah, I got all of your letters. Like, of course yeah. it's that, Mike. I liked a lot of that book. Uh, The only issue I really had of it, and this is super nebbish, I'm not wearing my glasses, but let me push them up off the bridge of my nose is why would batman go to madame xanadu's abandoned storefront as bruce wayne and not just batman from across the street on a rooftop like there was <clears> no <throat> reason for him to like walk by as bruce wayne on the phone with alfred be like ah, there's nobody here though that was the only thing that kind of like took me out of it, is like he could just look at it from anywhere as batman
1: uh, yeah, the other thing, too, is you couldn't really tell the bank robbers masks had yeah. exclamation points, all of that, until he said it later. And then I go back and I was like, well, this one's just a dot. This one, you can't even see uh, it. Most of the time, dot. it's a full stop.
0: Full stop. Oh, you call it a period here in the colonies. <laughs>
1: um but, like, most of the time they're running with, like, bags of money in front of their faces, so you can't see their masks to get that – to get the the, the riddle, quote-unquote. Yeah. And, and while we're talking He about, figures it
2: out because he's like, oh, he skipped over the question mark. And I'm like, is there an actual, like, order for punctuation? <laughs> Good yeah, opinion, how, however funny. it's set up on
0: your, your computer. Uh, well, we're t- also talking about other, like, nitpicky things about books that we didn't like. Um, why didn't Miss Meow have any words in it? <laughs>
1: oh, John, I feel like your book was the most innocuous of both of them. It was just there. It would have been a book that we would have read, anyways, for this show. But like somehow it some still
0: is just like, yeah, this is middle of the road.
1: <laughs> um,. Paul, have you
0: made any progress talking to the robots? Nope. All right. No, no well, progress. I don't have anything else, guys. Again, this was an April Fool's episode, more on each other than you as a listener. We <laughs> didn't do we didn't do the typical, like, oh, here's fake stuff. Uh, my initial thought was like rebranding the podcast, like all new, all different bag to with the new number one. That just seems like a pain in the ass to do for episode downloads. So if you're listening to this, hey, this is 518 is not number one you're welcome we're not doing some stupid joke uh the stupid joke was on us
1: i got my money i got my money back i'm okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh next week will be the real march 2023 look back with probably decent books i liked mine also mine is a book that i'm like oh john's probably gonna love this with
1: uh, it's you, a book I wanted to pick. The customer service rep no, has no idea I, what I'm I talking about. I bought it. I haven't read it yet.
0: It's, it's a John book. It's, uh, it's good I, I, I have to spend
1: all my time trying to figure out how to read Miss Meow. The other thing, too, that is insane is you said it was the guy who brought back Darkwing Duck? Darkwing Duck? Duck? Uh, which is one of the only times I ever liked Darkwing Duck was that band writing it, so... Maybe, maybe you would love Miss Meow if you can actually read it. Read it. Maybe. i let you know.
0: <laughs> but listeners, let us know your thoughts on any of these books, if you read them. If you were able to read them, email us over at bagnaborkes at gmail.com. Uh, comment on any of the social media posts for this episode. Um... Email your local Amazon representative and be like, hey, why can't I read Miss Meow? And let us know what they say to you. In the meantime, we'll see you later. Finger guns. Beep, beep, beep. <clears throat> just a I,
2: I turned off my mic because I was uh, typing a lot. You're still recording, though, Paul. Uh, I am still recording, so I'm going to hit stop record.